Welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Ray Hughes, and I'm going to be sharing with you today. And I'm going to be speaking to you in just a second from Psalm 18. If you're So if you're in a situation where you can get to your Bible, um, you might want to open it up. Uh, and I'm going to take a, a bit of a different approach to Psalm 18, as is usual, uh, because I'm, I want to point out some things in regards to David's ability as a writer, as well as a seer, and a sensor, and a feeler, and an imaginator. Uh, because after all, writing and storytelling, as he does, as David did, his writing and storytelling were acts of translation. He, and like we do, we, we translate our experiences into words with image and metaphor, simile. Many, much of the Bible is even allegory. And, and of course, when it's note and melody worthy, it becomes song. Uh, but yet it still uses all of those components to express something uh, far deeper and sometimes far higher than we would just see on the surface. Uh, because, you know, some experiences just have to be sung. Some, and sometimes the only difference in being a writer and a non-writer or one who expresses and translates the truth that they experience in their lives. Sometimes the only uh, difference in being a writer and a non-writer is giving yourself permission to do it and uh, giving yourself permission to drink unapologetically from the chalice of your own imagination and give your life language. Um, rather than just closing down, you know, David had some seasons in his life that he he would close down, shut down, go away, go away into hiding within his own heart. Uh, sometimes uh, he would go through situations that would, I'm sure would take a while to find expression. But then when they did come forth, they were real, they were genuine, they were authentic, they were honest. Uh, they, he uh, he uh, speaks from a place of, of deep vulnerability uh, into his own shortcomings, yet deep understanding and, and uh, value for what God could, uh, and only God could do in his life. So, as I know some of us say, well, I'm not a writer, or I don't have time to write, or whatever, but listen, I encourage everyone to journal and to um, process their life and translate the things that come to your life. Translate them in such a way that you, because when you do that, uh, what you do is you um, you give it the place of consideration and reconsideration in your life. But more than that, it becomes a part of your devotion. And that's what David was doing here in Psalm 18 where it says to the chief musician, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, wow. Now let's stop right there. Right, Even within the, in the inscription over this psalm, do you hear the depth of what's going on here? First of all, he's acknowledging, I'm a servant of the Lord who spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day that the Lord delivered me 
from the hand of all my enemies, and, and including Saul. Now you just ask yourself the question, what are you going to write? What are you going to sing? What are you going to say? In that moment that you suddenly have a revelation or a realization that you have been delivered from all your enemies. You are now delivered from the hand of all of your enemies. Everything that ever wanted to steal, kill, and destroy, bring pain, bring loss, bring disappointment, everything that it's an, that's an enemy to your soul has now been taken care of by the hand of the Lord. Well, if today is your day for you to grasp that revelation of your greatest victories, I want to look at the possibilities of us just doing what David did and going to the simple place. What he said was, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. He's my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And, you know, he just, he starts declaring and just gets on a roll. Now, you got to remember, so much of what he would say, again, would be allegory or metaphor. Because how many of you know the Lord is not a rock, but the Lord is my rock. He is my fortress. Well, he's not necessarily a physical fortress, is he? Well, here he is using metaphor and beauty and poetry and words. What's he doing? He's translating what's going on inside him. He's, uh, he's telling. He's declaring. He's making known. And he's translating. All, all as he's going here, he's translating this experience into words. And, and you know, uh, the pain, uh, look how powerful this song is. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. That's what I'm going to do. So shall I be saved from my enemies. So I think that's a looking at the tenses. Has been saved, is being saved. But either way, the pangs of death surrounded me. Now that's when I believe the song went into a six minor. <laughs> if you're a musician, that's where it drops down into that different mode of expression and emotion and thought because suddenly he acknowledges that the pangs of death surrounded me the floods of ungodliness had made me afraid the sorrows of sheol surrounded me the snares of death confronted me in my distress i called upon the lord i cried out to my god he heard me from his temple and my cry came before him even to his ears now, now let's back up for a half a sec. Let's realize that there will always be a starvation of the imagination as long as there's a famine in the heart of man. Let me say that again. There will be a starvation of the imagination as long as there's a famine in the heart of man. Can't you hear David's heart coming fully alive and being expressed in this moment when he says, he starts this with, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. 
You are my rock. You're my fortress. You're my deliverer. You're the God. You are God. You're my strength. I, I trust in you. You know, my shield and you're the shield and the horn of my salvation. You're my stronghold. I call upon you, Lord, and you are worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. He has put this song in motion. By the way, that word praised there is the word halal, to rave, to boast, be clamorously foolish, to act madly, to radiate, to shine. Man, he, it was almost like he went into a, a healthy, holy rant of some sort. You see, all of those pictures and images that were coming alive in his imagination to express what was going on inside of him. I think that's one of the reasons we need to realize that that God-given wonder and imagination you know, has, well, well, I'll say it like this. We've, we have mistakenly taken God-given wonder and imagination and created celebrities around surface chatter and clever ideas, and we call it creativity. And on one level, it, it is expressed creativity. Sadly, it's the way people are translating or, or transcribing their life and the things that they go through and the images and the metaphor and and the notes and melodies that that they add to the painful lives that they're living, it doesn't sound anything like this heavenly, holy imagination that accesses truth and translates it into to expressed word and expressed praise and the expressed power of the presence of God in our life. See, we're, we are a media-driven culture that derives its theology from commercials and news networks and impotent music and manipulative marketing mechanisms, and sadly, there's too many times, all of us, we get caught in the flow of the, or these shallow splashes of superficial stimulation, and we seldom, if ever, do we access the presence of God and step into the depth of the wonder and imagination the way David did. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, for us to find ways of expressing our praise the way David did is one of the reasons we've been left with uh, th this model of a life that somehow and under any circumstances, good or bad, that we would find ways to acknowledge God and what he's doing rather than continue to, to be taken down by the enemies and stolen and by the enemies. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Sometimes our enemies, uh, I think, are, the, are those situations and circumstances that walk right behind your very best ear and whispering hopelessness in your situation when we need to be realizing as best we possibly can that we have been saved from our enemies. We have been delivered from our enemies. Why? Because we have a fortress and a deliverer and a rock that we can trust in. We have a shield that we, that we can value and hide behind and be protected by. Um, and, and again, you see that tense, uh, looking back and looking forward. But then we, he takes it to another level when he says, and as he acknowledges, the pains of death surrounded me. The floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of hell surrounded me, yeah. You see all that darkness. But when he gets to verse 6, at the end of verse 6 there, you see, and I cried out to God. He heard my voice from his temple. And my cry came before him 
even to his ears. Now, when that happens, the song changes. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the hills also quaked and were shaken. Why? Because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils, devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and flew. He flew upon the wings of the wind and he made darkness the secret, his secret place. His canopy around him was dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him, his thick clouds passed with hailstones and coals of fire. Do you see what's going on here? All right, one minute, David is acknowledging love and trust, and, and then he goes, pangs of death surrounded me. He begins to relive and recount what God had done. And when he, while he's recounting that, he says, when my song, when my cry, when my anguish, when my longing entered into his ears, all of a sudden all of the elements uh, came into play. The earth shook. The foundations quaked. I mean, and he goes on to metaphorically, allegorically, poetically, whatever, but he beautifully describes now what he began to see in the spirit realm as he goes into a different plane when he engages this one who has just, uh, in his words, transformed into a powerful image of thunder and his voice. I look here in verse 13. You know, uh, he says, The Lord thundered from the heavens. The Lord, go in other words, the Lord began to take action. The Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out arrows and he scattered the foe. He scattered my foe. Let's make it personal. Lightnings in abundance. And he vanquished my enemies. Then the channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were uncovered. At your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters, he delivered me from my strong enemy, uh, for those who had hated me, for, those, for they were too strong for me. I couldn't do this on my own, but they confronted me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord was my support. He also brought me out, of this, uh, out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. I love it when, you know, you got his coals of uh, fire kindled by the fire in his nostrils. I mean, he, he's taking on the imagery of a dragon here going to war. Wow. Let's not forget just how powerful this God is. And let's not forget our responsibility in those God-given gifts to tell the stories and see the metaphor and see the wonder of who he really is. And, uh, you know, there's an old Celtic prayer that says, uh, as, they would, as those Celtic Christians would pray every day, they would, they would carry these kinds of truths and as they would acknowledge the, oh, God, to include me, God, to encompass me. I need God in my, in my speaking, 
God in my thinking, God in my resting, God in my waking, God in my watching, God in my trusting today. I need God in my life, God in my lips, God in my grasp, God in my heart, God in my getting the job done, and God in my slumber, God in mine always living soul, God in my eternity. Well, I just pray that devotion for you today will be a very different thing. I think uh, it's time for the expressed word of God to become the language of his people as we devote ourselves to him in prayer. <laughs>